Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, ADHD is something we've talked about on the program before. Uh, your, your definition of it... Louise Barry is one of the best I've heard. People say, you, you say that some people think someone with ADHD can't concentrate on anything. In fact, the problem is you concentrate on everything, <laughs> Louise. And in actual fact, it's, it's filtering out one thing over another is the problem. Morning. Spot on, PJ, and good morning to you and your listeners. Thanks very much for that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it, PJ. You, you've got a spot on. It's not that we're not noticing or paying attention. We're noticing everything, but it's just trying to get the mind to focus on one thing and to slow down and to not hop on to the next. And very often what's happening with us is we're processing things so fast. What's called the Ferrari brain, I wrote a a chapter for a book recently called Mental Health for Millennials, um, explaining ADHD from my perspective as a as a woman and as a musician and just as a human being, right? And I called the chapter, Would You Drive a Ferrari with No Brakes? Like, they're great things. There's great speed, there's great power. But if you, you know, just the thought of that alone, I thought might give people a sense mm. of what's happening for us and what's happening in the workplace, academically, in relationships and conversations where our minds are racing forward. So very often we're going and thinking like three or four steps ahead. So when someone's speaking to us, we're almost kind of like waiting for them to, to finish so we can say our thoughts yeah. and hope that we don't forget them because your mind is kind of going back and forth, if that makes sense. Well, it does. I mean, if you look at the way I like to plan my tasks, so I know what I need to do and I want to do that mm-hmm. one, then that one, then that one. Start them, finish them, move on. Start. Yeah. Them, now mm-hmm. that's difficult sometimes, but I like to do it that way. You actually can't. Mm-hmm. No, and I mean, I have. I mean, ADHD is a spectrum, and I've been told I'm on the more severe end of the spectrum, and that has variations of different symptoms. But for me, I've major problems with what they call time blindness, and so really that means I don't understand what an hour means. Think about that. Like we live at that every day, but I can have a routine in the morning. And if I don't stick to that routine, like rigidly, then I can lose time. So sometimes like PJ, I've gotten up at say 6am, I've gone up maybe an hour early, but yet I'll be late for work because now I've gone down the rabbit hole doing something I wouldn't normally do in my morning, which is adding in that extra task 
And so I've lost all sense of time <laughs> where I really should have had some time to chill out and have an extra cup of tea, you know? So so you get up at six o'clock wanting to get a good start yeah. of the day. You're halfway yeah. down the stairs and you realise, I need to hoover. <laughs> I, I need to hoover, I'll stick a wash on and I'm running across the room and I'm thinking, oh, I've got to water that plant. And in the meantime, I take the hoover out and oh, by the way, I, st- I start an email. So people with ADHD, we're generally multitasking, we're, we're seeing everything that needs to be done. And as you say, you have a task, you start it and you finish it, but we're very good at starting things, but maybe not necessarily finishing it. Like I'll take all my washing, I'll do it, I'll put it all in a lovely neat pile and then I'll put it on top of the cupboard and it might sit there for, I don't know, five days <laughs> until it's put into the drawer, which seems so senseless. But mm-hmm. then I stop seeing it after a while because my brain is now focusing on the next next task mm-hmm. over here in the corner. And, and we are mm-hmm. laughing about it, but it must be hard, Louise, sometimes, is it? It can be just, it can be very disabling, especially when you're living with ADHD and you don't know what's happening to you and you don't know what's going on. Like I landed a great job a few years ago. I was working for the Arts Council on, in Waterford. I'm a Cork woman originally, but I've been in Waterford now for 10 years after I came back from the UK. I had studied uh, music in the Paul McCartney School and I got my first job in Dungarvan. So that's what took me here. And I was working away. I loved my job. I was great. PJ at going out and meeting people. They called me the uh, uh, Mrs. Doyle of the theatre because I was the tea lady. Like anyone who came in, I'd be meeting all the artists and the theatre people. And uh, I love to sit down, have a cup of tea, have a chat. And I was great at forming relationships, making the connections with people. But like I remember getting a phone call from my boss at my house and he was like, Louise, you should have been at the theatre 10 minutes ago. I was like, oh, oh, because again, I lost my sense of time, right? Now, luckily, I only lived around the corner. So he told me, do this task and that task. And by the time I got to the theatre, it had completely gone out of my head what I had to do. Yeah. Um, And he rings me and he's like, oh, Louise, did you get to this and this? And I'm like, no. Now, I was in the dark about my ADHD. So I just sit there going, shaming myself, going, what's wrong with you? Why couldn't you be there in time? Why couldn't you... You know, that kind of nagging voice that I got from teachers or parents has now, from my childhood up, has now been internalized to just giving myself a, and, and a break. Louise, at what time. point did you decide or did you think, I need to look mm-hmm. into this further? And then when you got the answer that you have ADHD, yeah. did, that, did that explain things? Oh, it was like, you know, the light went on upstairs, you know, and I could finally see uh, what was going on in my life. I mean, because... I, it's not that I wasn't looking for answers. I was searching, but I was putting myself in front of professionals. And what was really going on is very few uh, people can actually diagnose um, ADHD first and foremost. And that's not on the radar. So a lot of us have gone in front of professionals. And a lot of your listeners will have put themselves in front, in front of professionals, assuming, like I did, that they know about this stuff. But I was meeting these people and they were just kind of going... Mm, you kind of have a little bit of anxiety. You're a little bit depressed, but you're not quite depressed. You're a little bit forgetful, but you had a very difficult background. So it could be post-traumatic stress. We're just not sure. Did anybody ever and say, I was, mind you're just a bit scatty? Did anyone ever say that to you? No, because I don't present as scatty. And yeah. that's the thing with a lot of people with ADHD and in person. I I come across, um, and a lot of people are very shocked by my um, diagnosis. But as my psychiatrist said, how I'm presenting and what's actually going on for me are two different things. You know, women are socially Machiavellians anyway. We're very able to move. Our brains are chemically set up that way to socially maneuver and understand what we should and shouldn't do to be, you know, polite and nice and a good girl, especially for women. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, and so we have that uh, kind of anyway on our side. 
And you just learn to what they call mask. Now that sounds like, you know, like Halloween, like you put on the mask and it's a, it's a thought, it's, it's, it's a premeditated thing. It's not. If you are constantly told when you're a child to, you know, pick up your knife and fork a certain way, you, you just learn to do it mm-hmm. the way they want you mm-hmm. to do it. You present so you to society once you yeah, present. Yeah, you present yourself in a certain way. But what's going on internally is so different. And a lot of people that are neurodivergent, i.e. ADHD as well, they will feel, I am different. Are you a bit like a I know swan. I'm different. Are you a bit like a swan out on the lock? 100%. So the swan is going oh, along PJ. as graceful <laughs> in the day sunshine. And underneath the water, those little feet are going like that clap. Yeah. Is that you? Yeah. It's going like the clappers. That's exactly it. And weirdly enough, I've actually uh, got one little tattoo. And as you know, I'm a Cork woman. So actually, the lock is a very special place to me. And I got that too based on the lock. So that's so weird that you can say that. And when I rang the ADHD helpline first, um, that's exactly what they said to me. They were like, you feel like you look like you're gliding, but underneath you're really struggling. And I never wanted to bother anybody with my struggles, PJ, because I'm a fairly optimistic person and I like to be that person who's good company and fun to be with. So I didn't want to be bothering other people with what was going on or my confusions or my my mind. And in a way, you've kind of now been living with it for so long that you just have a sense of not trusting yourself, but you don't really know why. Like when I got my diagnosis, the huge thing was I began to understand myself and I became less scared of myself, which might sound weird. But if you're feeling like you let yourself down or you kind of what other people would call self-sabotage, which it's not because it's ADHD. I just didn't have the coping skills to be able to maneuver myself in a way socially in relationship and in work that worked for me and advocate for myself. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. When you, know. you get on stage and you sing, and this mm-hmm. is a kind of a, a, a deep question that I heard somebody ask yeah. on a podcast, so I... Mm-hmm. Just, when you get on stage and take a microphone in your hand and start to sing, is there a release? Yeah. Oh, PJ, it's beautiful because what ADHD people love more than anything is being in the moment. 
we're, we're the, we are the people that live in the now. As they say, we live in the now and the now. We have problems um, thinking about the future because of our perception of time. We have problems remembering the past. A lot of people are striving for that in life. When you get on stage, there is nothing more beautiful than that because you're totally in the now. You're locked into the song. You're locked into your audience. You're just locked into the musician, the music. And that's an amazing feeling. And it, it's so weird that you had Jim on the line because Jim actually um, would have known, well, would, my father would have been part of a jazz festival um, right. when it got first started in 1978. And when uh, Ella came to Ireland, my dad actually helped play with her that night because <laughs> Ella's, um, Ella's, Ella's drummer got a tummy flu on the way. Right. And so my, my mom met my dad like in 1978. I was born in 79. That'll give you an indication. <laughs> who's, your, who's your dad? So, who's so my dad's name was Alec Taylor. Um, he was uh, a British man. Um, he was in the Royal Air Force and he moved to Kinsale in um, just in the early 70s, actually. And he had a music studio in Kinsale. Um, and yeah, he's a uh, yeah. So he was playing there for years and he set up a um, a band there. And he was very good friends with um, Jim and Vincent McCarthy, who's so, still playing the Metropole. So he opened would, the piano. Would, would your dad have been part of that group that moved the jazz down to Kinsale as well? Yeah, he would have been part of that entire scene. So, but I didn't meet my father, um, PJ, till I was 23. And really? I. Yeah, really. I was, you know, but they, my father, um, I, I call myself a love child yeah, as such, yeah, you know. Hold my calls. <laughs> we go we go down another rabbit hole now. Tell me this one. <laughs> this great. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's just serendipity. I couldn't believe it when Jim, Jim was on, on the line. Um, but yeah, no, my father was part of all that scene. He was a jazz drummer, yeah. And um, right. so when I met him in my 20s I was just starting out in the Paul McCartney school I knew nothing about him and I, I say I'd, I'd never met him and there I was trying to go on to a dance program and I was studying a little bit of music but my father when he met me he was like you're actually a singer you're not a dancer I thought he's took ludicrous stuff you know but um, weirdly enough I did get picked up for a record deal that year even though I wasn't uh, come back, going come for back, it come back spool this back a small <laughs> bit spool this back a small bit you met your dad when you were 23 this I gotta hear yeah, well, the the long and short of it was, you know, back in the day, um, you know, my father, when he came over from the UK, he was in the middle of a divorce and he already had two kids. So he was, they had, he started a studio up in Cork and I suppose he was kind of restarting his own life. Yes. And uh, my mother um, is a Kerry woman and she met um, my father. She was actually, her brother was married to a woman from Kinsale. So she was down with him for the summer, working a summer job. And she met my dad I see. Uh, playing music. And they just, yeah, they fell in love. They were together for a couple of years. But, you know, um, I wasn't born into wedlock. And as, as mad as it sounds to people these days, that was an issue at the time yes, for them yes, and was. for her. And, um, you know, I, my, my mum really struggled and my father really struggled with it because his father, his parents were very, very conservative. Right. And yeah, it was very difficult for them to cope. Mom got married uh, a couple of years after, but in the meantime, she had struggled because she couldn't get a payment. She couldn't get a house. Yeah. So I spent a bit of time in an orphanage. I spent time in foster care. And, you know, so my father kind of, once mom got married, I guess they felt it was better for me to not have that confusion. So 
my father wasn't part of the scene and really I didn't know anything until I was later in life. Um, so yeah, that's that's how it all came about. And then he says, so the music was, and then was there. He says you're a singer. My goodness. <laughs> he knew straight away. Um, uh, he knew straight away. And of course, like anybody, you know, I was kind of looking at him thinking, how could he know this? But I mean, my father's passed now over 10 years. Okay. Um, I wish he was here today because, you know, he could give me a whole lot more advice and I should have listened to Bobby sooner. But there you go. He was right. Well, <laughs> I give you him know that. what? This conversation <laughs> was to be about one thing. It's come down so many different avenues. It's been a pleasure. That's ADHD. It's been, it is indeed. And if and and I know if anybody wants to, ch- I mean, somebody might be thinking maybe that ex- could I be like that? Could I? Where do they go? Yeah. How would you advise someone who thinks they might have it or thinks they might? Well, be any, anybody who thinks that they may have ADHD, you know, honor yourself and look into your symptoms. Um, contact ADHD Ireland, who may I say are a charity, by the way. And they're doing absolutely stellar work within Ireland for the ADHD community, not only in Ireland, but they actually support a lot of people worldwide on their adult support groups. There's also support groups there for um, parents with children with ADHD and for children and teenagers also. So you get them on ADHD Ireland online. Um, they're they're amazing. Mm. And yeah, honor yourself and look into it. You know, ADHD, everybody has some symptoms of ADHD. It's just whether it's, it's debilitating your life or not. And if you feel that your symptoms of ADHD are causing you to have negative effects or consequences in your life where you're not achieving as much as you ought to mm. or you feel you could, then honor yourself and look into it. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your job. It's, it's a journey for you and you will begin to know yourself more and there is nothing more beautiful than that, honouring yourself. Louise, this has been a brilliant conversation. Thank you. Thank you, PJ. It's an honour and it's a great to be on uh, 96FM Cork. I grew up listening to it and I adore that station. So thank you so much. Cheers, Louise, and good luck in everything that you do. That's Louise Barry, a singer and musician uh, based in, in kind of whatever, but a Cork woman, ADHD. There's so much more to her story than that, though. Imagine meeting your dad at 23 and you're going down one line or one road in the music business or the entertainment game. He says, no, no, you need to start singing. There's a YouTube channel. I think I've actually seen this. There's a YouTube channel, How To ADHD, which is very good at understanding or in helping to understand the situation. How To ADHD. Quartz 96 FM.